Hi, I'm Eileen. I'm a history of design student in Royal College of Art.、Um, in the past six weeks, I was in a MA group called Penisa Stats, and today's episode will be about an interview with Tim Cape, a student I met in the MA group, and we'll talk about him and his work presented in the MA group. Tim, could you please introduce yourself first? Yeah, my name is Tim, and、um, I'm a second year student、um, at the RCA on the Public Sphere course. I'm musician and composer and artist,、um, and yeah, today I'm showing a piece which doesn't have a title yet,、mm. um, but as part of the Beneath the Stats show. Okay, so could you please talk more about about your work to present this afternoon? Yeah, so.、Um, The piece is a sort of video on sculpture.、Um, it's a long, and、um, it's got text and video and、um, also a hanging drill.、Um, so it's a long、um, spool of a till spool, which are used in tills and、uh, credit card machines. A long spool of paper、um, that I've written text on, and、um, piercing through that spool is a drill that's hanging from the roof. And on the drill is、um, my phone, which is showing some videos that I made on the phone,、mm. um, which are also、um, using the drill in the same way.、Mm. Films that I、um, made, I basically gaffer taped my phone to the drill、mm. and made movies、um, on my phone. Okay. Yeah. So, what's your inspiration for this work? Him sort of. Um, multiple things. Well, the um the show um the show theme was screwing, and drilling, and that was something that we just talked about on the day. And I, I um I think one week ago now,、mm-hmm. or two weeks ago. So it was very. I made the basically made the thing last night.、Mm. <laughs> I made the piece last night, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I've been thinking about it, but I made it very quickly, which is a really nice way to work. I like I like working quickly.、Mm. Um, but the, so. Um, inspiration came from that discussion, just like we were talking. What's the theme of the show?、Mm. Let's think about screwing. And I think screwing is really. I like the theme.、Mm. There's and I took it. I took it sort of thinking about,、uh, drilling and extraction,、mm. um, and, um. So I in my text. It's a lot. It's sort of a, a text that's sort of got a、um, slightly obsessive and manic tone. It's all in block capitals with exclamation marks. It's a sort of a proclamation,、um, and it's sort of got a, a sarcastic and ironic tone as well.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically, I'm talking about drilling into the air、mm-hmm. and、um, extracting air from the air.、Mm-hmm. It's sort of an absurd,、um, absurd take on extraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I through this long,、um, ranting text, I end up、um, deducing that we can、um, we can reduce the air into small units and、uh, sell it.、Okay. So it's a sort of sarcastic and、um, satirical take on、um, this obsession with extraction and extraction of resources, which I would see as connected to. Um, the history of colonization and capitalism,、um, which is、um, this 
searching for new resources, searching for new terrains and resources to extract and to um, turn into profitable commodities. So in this piece of text, I sort of jokingly suggest that the air can be turned into a commodity. Um, um, and, but the, the drill that is hanging from the roof pierces the text. So I'm at one, I'm at one, I'm at one sort of um, proclaiming this text, but I'm also piercing my own text with the drill. So it sort of self-annihilates, I guess. And the text, I, I mean, in terms of inspiration for the piece as well, um, there's this really brilliant uh, text I read um, called um, Data Colonialism. Oh. And um, it was written in, in August 2018, so August last year. Mm. And it basically um, it makes the argument that big data culture mm. um, should be seen within the historical lineage of uh, colonialism mm. in that sort of what I was talking about before in that it, um, it big data culture searches for new terrains mm. to, in order to extract data um, as a sort of raw material mm. um, and it sets up a sort of philosophical justification um, for being, uh, being able to extract the data mm. which is oh well the data is just there mm. you know, everything is data mm. nobody owns the data mm. even if it's the data of you going you know going from one side of London to the next mm. or you know looking in certain websites mm. that's not necessarily that information isn't necessarily what you own mm. or whether you own it is up for mm. up for discussion so mm. they uh, and they they sort of compare this to um, the history of colonization and mm. the history of um, Spanish people going to America and proclaiming that all of the resources in Central America belongs to them. So it, it's a, uh, I was thinking of that as well, like data colonialism, mm. um, drilling, extracting, an obsession with extracting. And it's really, the, the piece is like a, uh, it's sort of making fun of this obsession with statistics. And, mm. and I, I think which is like a fetishizing of statistics. Mm. That like you can, you can turn anything into stats and stats are really cool and data is mm. really cool. Mm. But actually, I think of it in, in terms of this history of um, capitalist extraction. Okay. Um, so I don't, they're not, it's, I think it should be seen in that context, especially mm. Mm. in 2019 when the free market is e expanding to cover or to take in all of our experience and all of our sort of lived experience mm. is sort of up for grabs in the free market. So I think when we think about stats, I think, you know, reducing everything to numbers is, I think, also should be seen as reducing everything into the logic of the free market mm. in that it can be turned into a price or it can be turned into mm. numbers. Okay. Mm. Do, you, do you consider to continue to work on those topics in your future work? Yeah, actually, I was think. I mean, I made this very quick. I made this in the last day, yeah. really. Well, actually, no, last week I made the video, but then I thought of how I was going to install it. Mm. Um, so basically, I made it in a week, very fast. But yeah, now that I've put it up, I, I would like to do a sort of much bigger installation mm. and make multiple, mm. make lots of those hanging from the roof. Yeah. Um, I'd like to sort of fill a whole room with them. Mm. So I would like to, yeah, mm. which is nice because I didn't think about, I think, didn't think much about this. I just, <laughs> Uh, it was, I did an impulse sort of fast. Okay. Mm.
it's connected to things I've been thinking about for a long time. Mm. But the but, actual installation. But it's the first time you do this kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. First time I've. Yeah. Done this sort of project. Yeah. Could you tell us something about your previous work? Yeah. Um, I come from a music background. Mm. I mainly do sound performance. Uh, I perform my body and voice. Mm. Um, I write a lot of text to perform with, and also I work with musicians. Mm. I'm a musician myself. Um, so I work mostly work performance, concerts, music theater, mm. and then only recently I'm sort of beginning to work in installations so this is this is one of my first installations really okay and um, so it's exciting for me yeah <laughs> i'm very impressed with this the the sounds you make in your video mm. the, the video show us in anime group ah yeah okay yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually made by yourself right the, mm. the sounds mm. yeah that's um so that's a that's a project called make your admin noisy as hell and it's about contemporary work and stress mm. and anxiety relating to work and, and pressure the pressures of work um and um yeah that's a project where i turn computers and laptops into instruments mm. um, and that the basically the idea is that the stress and anxiety that uh, contemporary work produces uh, is heard rather than remaining inside people's heads mm. it comes out and it's, so therefore mm. it becomes a problem for the collective Mm. becomes a problem for everybody things that are noisy is it mm. are a problem for everybody mm. things that are inside people's heads is just mm. a problem for the individual mm. so i think stress and anxiety related to work it should mm. be a problem for everybody really yeah um so that's what that that project is about so yeah it's all everything i do is always related to sound yeah, um, yeah. this project and that project yeah yes and um um, how do you think that artists and data stats can work together? I'm I'm skeptical about about data and big data culture. I mean, it depends. I think pro you know, I think protest movements can can use data in brilliant ways. Mm. I mean, I think the big thing that I think about was and um, the Occupy movement mm. um, a few years back that we talked about the ninety nine percent. We are the ninety nine percent and like looked at the huge wealth inequality that we have in our society um and it's sort of the the purpose of that slogan we are the 99 percent. i think what it does is it, it sets up a clear antagonism um between most of the world and a small amount of the world um and i think that's that's a really good use of statistics that um is sort of political art can do and also um oxfam have recently and mm. put out a um statistics about wealth inequality mm. and so i think you know in in these those situations that statistics can be really great um but also like i said yeah i mean statistics to me can yeah i think i think that you know some if if an artist sort of fetishizes statistics too much mm. and sort of um, celebrates this idea mm. that everything can be turned into numbers mm. so that we can use everything i th i would you know i think without critiquing the culture mm. of of big data and, and how it fits within our contemporary economy mm. and exploitation and inequality i think if our artist does that then maybe really they're just at the forefront of 
capitalist expansion. I think that's the position they're taking, maybe without knowing it. That's a provocation, but... So I, I would be skeptical of, of the connection between art and statistics, and that's why my work is a little bit sarcastic and a little bit um, removed, because I, yeah, I feel a little bit uncomfortable about okay. statistics. Okay. So um, I'm a student in history design, so I basically half of my time is in the um, museums. And, um, and also in this ME group, we've seen some exhibitions together. So um, what's your impression of those exhibitions? Is there anything interesting you um, in those exhibitions we've seen together? Yeah, um, I liked the day we had when we went around town. Um, we went around London, that was nice. Yeah. Um, my, the two things that I really remember for that is the postcard, postcard. exhibition in, in the, the British, British I really like that, mm. especially the, the artist postcard from the like fluxes mm. of uh, and performance arts in mm. like 1970s, 1960s, mm. um, these like text scores mm. um, and you know images of these amazing performances. Mm. Um, that is really beautiful, and it made me want to make some postcards actually. Okay. Um, so that was beautiful, and it's such a simple, and beautiful little object, mm. a postcard. Mm. Um, and it can go anywhere. It can go in your fridge, or it can go on your wall, mm. or you can give it to someone. So I thought that was a really great exhibition. And then also the um, the Morag Keel uh, mm. exhibition at the ICA. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Okay. And actually, that sort of influenced my work today, mm. because her attitude is just very much use whatever you find. Mm. Things can be messy. Mm. Things can you can make something fast. Mm. You know, embrace the mess of of contemporary living. Mm. Embrace the sort of excess. Mm. So, like you know, she, yeah, her her work is really messy. Mm. And I really like that. I, I like mess. Mm. Um, you know, and I don't, so I don't, and that was like, yeah, today I thought, oh, wait a minute, I can just make a, you know, I gaffer taped my phone to the drill mm. and I just used some fishing wire to hang it to the roof. Mm. Um, and I like working with whatever, whatever's yeah. around me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and having a sort of messy aesthetic, I quite like that. Yeah, everything could be your material to work on. Totally, yeah. It's yeah. a really joyful attitude. Mm. It's like, let's make something quick, you know, and sort of spare the moment with whatever we can find. And I really like that. Uh, my next question is, since I'm from a very um, academic discipline, I'm curious about, as an artist, how do you look at um, the relationship between academic and artists? My like interest in more academic stuff is very new, mm. just since coming to the RCA. Okay. Before I didn't really think about mm. I was interested in politics and trying to understand my own politics and mm. how I felt about the world, but not in an academic way, mm. just in a sort of impulse way. Or, mm. um, but in the last year and a half, I've been reading much more and it's, yeah, it's, I struggle how to connect mm. this sort of reading and the academic with the making mm. because my relationship to making is very impulsive and mm. intuitive and I just do what I, I like have a vision or I 
hear something or I see something and I want to make it quick. Mm. Um, but then there's all, I'm also reading this sort of theory and I'm reading a lot of um, uh, Fr Franco Berardi and Paolo Verneau mm. um, and Bojana Kunz and these writers that are talking about contemporary work, which is mm. an interest of mine. Um, and, um, you know, Mark Fisher also. And mm. I've been reading, recently I read Capitalist Realism, his book, and I also read... Mm. Um, um, the, the Uprising on Poetry and Finance which is a book by Berardi mm. um, which I really like which is he sort of critiques um, uh, the uh, economic growth mm. and the idea that economic growth is objectively good mm. um, and so that I mean that has influenced my work today and, and I was talking about the, the data colonialism uh, mm. paper which is from the London School of Economics mm. which is quite an academic paper you know I read this stuff and I like sometimes I understand it sometimes I don't I skim through it mm. but you know I go it's like fishing for information and I you know mm. sometimes I think okay this is worth reading very slowly and trying to understand everything mm. and other times I like fish through it and see what mm. see what affects me I like I was there's um somebody told us in one of our reading sessions mm. you, should, you should dance with theory mm -hmm. yeah as an artist you should dance with theory and I like that I like the saying yeah so it's not, it shouldn't bog you down. Mm. It's just like you play with it, you get involved in the discussions, but then ultimately your relationship to making should be like dancing, mm. sensual, playful, impulsive. Mm. Yeah, I actually have one question more. It's on the answer. I feel like all the topics you are coping with, they're quite big the questions. Mm. Have you ever think about um, dealing with much smaller things like my, more micro, not that macro things? Well, um, I mean the the way I'm trying to, so you know I'm talking about like economic growth and yeah. contemporary work and contemporary yes. labor, which is huge. But I deal with that through my project, make your admin noisy as hell, and um, like in that project, each key of the computer mm. becomes a becomes a sound mm -hmm. so it's and um so every letter written in an email or a document mm. um become you know is turns into the work mm. um so that is that is sort of i'm zooming in on like not contemporary work in a broad mm. context but the actual action of writing a word mm. which becomes like those precise little finger movements mm. and they're they're what and the pauses in thinking about the next word when you're writing an email and, the, mm. and then writing again. So I'm zooming in in the sort of the, uh, the physical and sonic situation, mm. or, the, or the physical situation of, of typing and of thinking of mm. typing. So that's pretty precise. And, um, but then I'm trying to sort of think of it within the grander, you know, it's tiny, but it's also huge. Okay. Yeah. Through the tiny things, we see the huge problem. Yeah, mm. yeah, hopefully, yeah. 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 And it's a collective problem. Yes. Mm. Okay, thank you, Ted. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm Yiling. Bye.